Hi, this is Anna. Welcome to ReaderPod Podcast. This was a recent conversation that I had with the author Karen Sevilveda. It was in relation to her new novel, The Women's Circle, which is just a book that I just loved. The book itself gives me all of the Bridge Across Forever feels or a little bit outlanderish. Um, it's a lovely book. She's a lovely author and I had a lovely conversation. Thanks very much for listening. Well, I really loved The Woman's Circle, as I'm sure that you already know. I thought it was a beautiful Thank you. book. You must just be so proud of it. Thank um, you. I do feel really proud of it. Yeah, I'm happy with it. It's a lovely book. <laughs> it's a hard one to explain, though. I was thinking about it, my opening spiel, how to explain it. And there's an awful yeah. lot going on, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> I know it is really tricky and I used to actually dread when people would ask me you know when you're writing a book and people are like oh what are you writing about and I this is one book I actually just would never explain it affected it now well yeah so I just say that it starts we start with Anna um who is being released name name, I know (laughs) um yeah and the story starts in the contemporary timeline where she's being released from jail um after her role in selling ice and she's also had drug addiction as well and we meet her beautiful social worker is who's helping her get settled into her boarding house um and then from there as part of her rehabilitation she needs to get a job she does and she also needs to do some sort of therapy and she sees this sign which is advertising a women's circle which is all about support and connection and she's just really drawn she doesn't know what a women's circle is, but she's drawn to it. And she asks people that. The butterfly on the- yes, it had the butterfly. Exactly. Yeah. So she uses that as like her weekly therapy and she goes along to it and she meets Nina who runs the circles and it's all like her first experience is all very, um, she's very skeptical. She doesn't know what this is, but she knows that she's drawn to it mm-hmm. and she feels oddly at peace when she's there. Mm-hmm. And while she's there, she actually touches this, there's an ancient rose quartz crystal that's in the middle of the circle. And when she touches it, she has a very bizarre out-of-body experience where she sees another woman in another time, another place that she doesn't recognise. And then they're um, oddly connected throughout this. And we see more and more of that storyline, yeah. um, which is Ashleen and her life in 1770. Ashleen's story and just her strength of character and her... Yeah, oh, yeah. Incredible. Oh, she was. Yeah. And I just love the name as well. I've never heard of it before. Do you, do you Ashley didn't make it up. It's a beautiful yeah, it's it's a popular name, and I think it's beautiful the way it's written as well. Mm-hmm. That it sound, I love names that don't sound like the way they're written. Um, oh, yeah. So I think you'd say Ace. I think a lot of people say, well, we'll say Aceline, and I love that it's Ashley. Like, yeah, it's yeah, a really pretty, so pretty name. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the character of Anna, I really loved the fact that she wasn't into the woo-woo at the start as well. Yeah. I feel like because yeah. I'm not, she just took me along for the ride. Like she she saw the pamphlet, it had a beautiful butterfly. It, she knew that she was drawn to it, but she didn't quite know why. And from yeah. there, I was just riding amongst it with her. It was a lovely yeah. way to, to be exposed, I guess, to, I've never been into a woman's circle, but it's definitely on my post-lockdown list. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And I think it was really important for Anna to be like that, to ground Mm -hmm. the story with that bit of scepticism so that it, assuming that the reader doesn't know what a women's circle is as well, or even if they do, you know, they get to experience it with someone who's not 
too sure about it to begin with. Yeah. Um, and I think that really does help. I've been to many women's circles now, but when I went to my first one, I was exactly like Anna. I was like, what is this? Like, this is really weird. And um, But just like her, I was also weirdly drawn to it as well. There was mm. some level of me that felt very comfortable, even amongst it being very strange and pushing me out of my comfort zone. So how did yeah. you come to know about the women's circles in general? Um, yeah, I well, them. I know. And they're, they're actually really popular. Well, maybe now because I'm, you know, when once you're aware of something, no, you start yeah. seeing it. Every- yeah, so I had, I interviewed someone for a, a podcast I used to do called Let Us Try Yesterday. And she was a women's circle podcast. for... I've got yeah. those interviews. They were lovely. It, yeah, it was fun it was to do. It was work, right? it is a lot of work doing a podcast. That's why I admire people like you who put so much effort into doing them because it is a lot. It's a lot of behind the scenes work. Yeah, but I actually I interviewed her for for that podcast and it was so fascinating. I remember I actually lost my train of thought while we we're doing the podcast and I had to stop and start again because I got so caught up in her answers about because she was talking about energy and how um you know we're not just our physical body we've got this energetic body as well and how that stores a lot of our pain and you know if we can heal that we just shift so many things so I found it fascinating and then afterwards she said do you want to stay because I'm running a women's circle straight after this and I was like you know when you get really nervous and I had all those butterflies in my tummy but usually that's a good sign for me. If I'm nervous, it means I'm about to do something that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So I stayed and I did think it was really strange to begin with um, because she starts with this eye gazing thing where you go up to each person who you don't know them and you hold hands and look at each other in the eye for three breaths, just like in the book. And then you can hug if you want to hug. And it was really confronting at first because you don't, I didn't realize you don't always look people straight in the eye like that. And for so long. I really do. It, that mm. made me see how little you really do maintain eye contact with people, even people that you love. Like, yeah, it is. It's it's funny and that actually that affected my life by doing that because I remember then thinking oh I never want to send my kids off to school without at least looking them in the eye in the morning like probably because sometimes you're rushing around you're like okay come on quick get in the car do this and I always make sure I make them look at me right in the eye say goodbye I love you like not just saying it as they get out of the car but really looking them it's just yeah yeah, it's like a different level of connection when you look at someone in the eye it's amazing but anyway yeah so back to that but looking strangers in the eyes was a bit strange but then we just settled down we did this group meditation and I don't remember how we started sharing things but the facilitator her name is Natasha she must have sort of posed a question or did something like that and everyone started sharing experiences and we're all just listening to each other in this really deep kind of way and I remember thinking okay when it comes to me I'm going to miss my turn there's no way I'm going to share deep stuff with strangers yeah but then it came to my turn and I did and I shared something I hadn't shared with other people and I started crying and but I could feel this energy in the room it was this warmth and this acceptance and I felt so I don't know what the word for the opposite of judged is just so accepted and welcomed and heard and seen and it was really really beautiful and it just allowed me to heal this part of myself that I hadn't healed before and um yeah it was an amazing experience and I do remember thinking that night I'm going to put this in a book like I have to include it in a story somehow that experience yeah Yeah. 
I think you've really done justice to that in your novel. It's oh, thank a magical you. connection, I think. And just really explores the idea of female friendship and how important it is for, for yeah. everybody. It's, it's a lovely novel. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the main message of your book is, is that when women support women, magic happens. And I think you've done yeah. that beautifully. Like, oh, thank you. So proud of yourself. Yeah, I'm happy. And like, I truly believe that, that when women support each other, it is, it's just this different level of support Mm -hmm. and it changes Anna's life. Like she was such a vulnerable person who went through life with really little support. And when she had that support, it just opened up this whole new experience for her. And I, that's, oh, if I could wave my magic wand, that's what I would give to everyone because nothing makes me sadder than to think of a person going through life alone and not having people to support them. And I think that, yeah, things like Women's Circle, it does give people the opportunity who might not have a natural support system themselves Absolutely. Yeah. to go along and, and feel that and experience yeah, it. And it can make all the difference. Yeah. Well, I really love Jeanette. I think I sent to the yeah. earlier and told you just how much I love yes. her. Yes. I just love I was happy her. when you mentioned her. <laughs> I love her too. Somebody in real life? Is she just no, a cheerleader? Yeah. No, she's not based on anyone. She's just, I don't know. She's just like this beautiful, like, I, you know what it is? I think I'm really in awe of people who give so much of themselves all the time. I'll often look at volunteers and people that just give their whole life to a cause or to other people. And sometimes um, to the detriment of their own life, you know, there's a hint in there that Jeanette's life isn't rosy herself, but she still gives so much of herself because she believes in these girls. She believes in Anna. She believes in that cause of people having a second chance yeah, and she, she wants to the help them have it. Second chance. I think she, you've just, you've captured yeah. it beautifully. I think yeah. you put her against Anna's parole officer who yeah. um, Jeanette says it's going to take half an hour and you're going to have to go through all of these things. And he's just like ticking the box and he couldn't care less and he's not in engaging with her at all and just yeah. it just made for me it just the importance of Jeanette and her, yes. her cheerleading is just wonderful yeah. and I don't think I'll ever forget her I think she was yeah oh, good just, yes you're doing a job but there's that extra oomph that you bring to it as well it was just yeah amazing. and people know they know when someone believes in them and it just yes. gives them it's well, almost I like giving them a superpower you know like yeah. they're like oh I can do this yeah I think Anna knew that Jeanette would be so disappointed if she relapsed yeah. and she went back in. Like it was, and it wasn't a fake thing. I think there was that part no. where it kind of goes off the rails a little bit with one of her flatmates. Yeah. And Jeanette doesn't, she's not a pushover. She's not silly. No. The biggest cheerleader. I That's really right. <laughs> I have done some research. The the 1770s. Quarantine, yeah. Quarantine. I looked it yeah. up and it's a real place. It didn't yeah. real history that we know of. Yeah, like I thought that was fun to think about. Well, what happened to those villages that were just depopulated? Why were they depopulated? What happened to make everyone leave? And yeah, it was, um, I mean, I hope nothing like that really happened, but it's kind of, it's believable, I think, that that could happen in places and that brutal regimes like that can take over and we see that in the world. So, yeah, so even though it's not historical fiction, it's not true at all, but I think it could be true, which is the fun part of fiction that you can play around with what could happen. The power of the crystal was incredible. Yeah. 
I have never felt anything with bristles at all, but my nephew yeah. loves them. And uh, so, and he's always talking about how they're warm. Yeah. Do yeah. you have that feeling when you touch the crystals? Yeah. Not to, not to the point like in the book. Yeah. Um, not, I've never had an experience like that, but I do love crystals. I'm really drawn to them. Um, I'm holding one now because you can see my amethyst oh, here. Yeah. This was my first crystal I ever got. And I, Got it. And it, that's when I started taking writing seriously. So I associate oh, everything brilliant. with writing. With, so who knows? Oh, it might not do anything, but to me, understand. yeah, like I draw strength from it and it yeah. just makes me um, just trust myself. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be able to be myself, say the right answers. Yeah. So I think crystals have, to me, that's the power. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like yeah. speak from my heart, if that yeah. makes sense, you know, sometimes when you do an interview, you look back and you think, oh, why did I say that? Or why did I say that? You know, and for me like that's the power I guess I give crystals (laughs) but um yeah I think I I do believe crystals have power I think they're very high vibrational um Mm. they hold I definitely believe that they hold energy and I think things can have whatever attributes we believe they have I think you know it's the power of our belief and if if I think that this crystal brings me luck then it brings me luck you know and my and that's what you know the experience that Anna has with the crystal Mm. is seeing Ashleen's life I would love to have an experience like that like to see another person's life and how they lived and to experience that as though it's real I think that would be amazing I love the thought of it well and then just that it's not just the the women coming together to support each other it's through yeah which is just that extra I know lovely yeah and yeah I love that thought and that did make me really nervous sending my book out thinking is this just a bit too weird you know but um yeah I've never had that feedback that it is weird everyone just seems to say oh I you know I enjoyed thinking that that could be possible and I think that's that's something fun about life because when we do believe in these quirky little things it makes life a bit more fun a bit more exciting a bit more magical I think yeah anything that adds magic exactly So are you working on anything at the moment or are you just inundated? Yeah, Yeah, it's been a tricky time because I'm definitely out of my normal writing routine. I normally have time to myself to write, Um, but I have still been writing because I missed it too much. I I wasn't going to write this year. I thought I'll wait till next year when things quieten down. But I was like, no, I miss it. And I've had ideas coming in. I have been writing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, so I've just been trying to enjoy myself as I write without any expectation and just doing it because I love it. I think when I was doing the research for our chat today, I saw that you don't want this book to be a bestseller. You want what your dream is, is to get it into the hands of somebody yeah. who needs to read it. I just think that is just the loveliest. Well, I mean, I would love it to be a bestseller. It's not that oh. I, I wouldn't love it, <laughs> but definitely that's not what I set out to do because um, I wouldn't, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have put the connection with the crystal in if I thought I just, you know, I wanted <laughs> everyone to, <laughs> to, to straight away accept and read it um but yeah my dream was always just to write the story I wanted to write and write a story that I loved and and just hope it finds the right people like it finds 
Absolutely. The people who are going to enjoy that story and who are going to relate to the characters and who are going to, you know, because that's how I feel when I read, I'll usually pick up something from a character that I needed to hear or I needed to know well, and I to think that, that people would experience that. Like, for me, she's oh, not one wow. of the main characters. She's not yeah. one of the main characters at all. Yeah, I don't think I will ever forget her with her. Just the wow. cheerleader and how much you can impact yeah. life with just hoping that they, you know, they can realise yeah. their full potential, I guess. Yeah, yeah. See, that makes me so happy to hear that. And that is enough for, like, for me, that's like, oh, that's amazing. If I hear that someone feels like that about a character, then I feel proud. I feel like, okay, oh, you should feel that's so great. Proud. <laughs> so it's your second one. You had Letters to My Yesterday. Letters to My Yesterday, yeah. I read a couple of years ago once I found out that you were an author and I just loved that one yeah. as well. I think. Oh, thank I think you. books. <laughs> such lovely novels yeah that one was really special um because it kind of came it's got a lot of my family's story within it um so it was very close to me it was really close to my heart um yeah I love this one just as much it's just a different experience to not be quite as attached and quite as close to yeah. the story it well, made no, it more I joyful think- Absolutely. Less vulnerability, maybe. But it was your in-laws that were Chilean? Yeah. Yeah, well, that helped me a lot because um, my husband's from Chile, so he moved when he was um, eight. And then so my mother-in-law has always shared to me so much about her upbringing and um, just about their life in Chile. Like it's just always been a big part of our story as well. So it was really easy actually to write the scenes in Chile because I feel like I've been there. Um, even though I haven't been able to visit yet, <laughs> but I only thought to check like really close to when it was ready for its oh, last right. edit. I was like, I better check some of this stuff and make sure I'm right. And luckily I was like, I, you know, I should have trusted myself. Yeah. So it was fun to play around with that culture that I feel very close to Yay. in the story as well. Lovely. I think we're friends on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love my little Instagram community. I think it's, it's like an escape from the world. You know, it's just this beautiful little book world and everyone's so positive. And I I feel like that um, reading community and community of authors, they just want to share good stories. Like, do you feel like that as well? Everyone's just wants to urge each other, read this, you're going to love it. And it's a beautiful community. I know that you like the time traveler's wife. I think you might like this one. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's such a positive place to be. It really is such a nice community. I agree. And I think it's what you make it because, you know, I hear a lot of negative things about Instagram as well, but I think it's just who you choose to follow and, and what, you, yeah. what you're going to see. Create your own world on them. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like life, I think, as well. All right. Yeah, exactly. You create your tribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very but true. Don't forget that you still have to come to the shop, though. Oh, I'm so excited to come that to the shop. It was like oh. I could really picture myself sitting there and, you know, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you. Same. Thank you for inviting me on. Thank Thank you. you very much. Okay, so thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe. See you next time on ReaderPod Podcasts.